You know, it's always good to meet a fan. <laughs> I'm in the presence of a god. Of a god. <laughs> With a beard. Oh my God, don't break it. I'm Josh Sigmund. And I'm Bryn Rouse. I'm a mortgage guy with a passion for helping people with their money and all things business. Bryn is my co-host. And I'm a marketing girl. I am literally obsessed with it. Oh, and Josh has showed me how to save money. Quite a bit, actually. Because of her obsession, I hired her to do my marketing. And we've worked together for 10 years. We launched Sigmund Sense in 2020, a podcast about money. It's a podcast that teaches people how to save more, give more, create wealth, and retire early. And we recorded and published 34 episodes. People liked it, and it was so fun. But most importantly, we helped people. So we're excited to announce we're doing a second season. And we're mixing things up. We're moving away from money talks to focus on all things business, leadership, management, team building, book reviews, hiring, firing, operations, motivating teams, lead generation, time management, personality profiling, closing skills, and of course money, and marketing. We are inviting you to continue this journey with us, and we want your input. What topics would you like to see covered? Email all of your ideas to our podcast email address, sigmundsense at gmail.com. And be sure to click that subscribe button when you visit our channels. You'll get notified when we drop new episodes. Are you ready? Season two, getting down to business. Welcome to Sigmund Sense. All right, so we're going to continue our series, right? I think so. And we're going to continue our series on, so you want to start a business, what do you do next, right? Right. And so last time we talked about all the things you need to think about. Oh, by the way, I should say, welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) Yay. Sigmund Sense episode, I don't know, season two. Episode continuing. It'll be like 20 something. It'll be great. It's great. So we want to talk about and carry on about you're wanting to start a business. What things should you think through before you really do? Right. There's so much. There there is so much. Uh, And I want to start by... I know, I know what's in my head because uh, I'm a performance coach, right? And I've been right. a performance coach for a lot of years in my space and in, in uh, the mortgage industry and in real estate Ooh, industry. I haven't heard about MySpace in a long time. <laughs> were, you, were you on MySpace? <laughs> no, no. In the space that I serve in and I'm an expert at, right? So uh, that was very funny, actually. I gave you that one. I was, cannot even. I can't even believe. I can't even believe you knew what it was. To be honest, it was more of a test. Passing. Well, well done. Passing. Well done. Um. So my point is, is that <laughs> off topic. My point is that uh, what here, here's what I see as a production coach. I see a lot of people that have a great idea, put no thought into it, and just start running. Yes. I see a lot of people that keep on thinking about it and thinking about it and perfecting it and working on it and tweeting it and asking different questions of people and meeting with different professionals and spending lots of money with engineers and lawyers and all these things and literally run out of money and never get off the ground in the first place. And so, so that sounds like the worst option, but the first one doesn't sound great either. So neither usually are successful. So what, we have to we have to find the middle ground, and that's exactly right. So um, you know you, what you've got to remember is that the the first ones, right, the ones that kind of get it and run, they're more of a visionary sales kind of person that is they know it's a good idea and they're just going to start figuring it out just and tweak it as it. they go along the way, which has it serves its purpose for sure. Like, Do you think these people have to be like uber wealthy because like nope no nope. 
I think that they've got, uh, so you're talking about the first group, the one of just the like first running? group that's like, let's just do it. No, think about, uh, shit. Think about anyone that started, uh, um, computers in their garage. They weren't uber wealthy. They were just literally building and tinkering in their garage and it turned into, oh, you know, some of the most, uh, uh, you know, companies that literally had the most valuation in the world came from nothing in a garage. Right. So I don't think you have to start a business with lots of money. Uh, but some businesses require, require more money to money. start. Um, I think all businesses require some sort of sacrifice. If it wasn't money up front, it's time up front. If it's not time mm-hmm. up front, it's money up front. Because if you don't have the time you're spending, you're paying, for example, so many businesses right now are, are in the fintech space. I think it's got the biggest development or biggest sales pr- uh, price tags right now of anything. Um, and But it requires a lot of engineering, you know, and, and IT and, you know, some people have the wherewithal and knowledge and ability to put ones and zeros together and make something that's amazing. Yeah. And some people have a great idea of like, if I can get it to do this, right. but they don't know how to put the ones and zeros together. So they pay a tremendous amount of number of dollars in hours for somebody else to create it, you know, 50, 100 bucks an hour or more for great engineers. Or do you ask them to invest in... If certainly, that's uh, some people will donate their time. Some of those uh, developers and programmers will donate their time for a percentage of ownership, right? But I think the whole idea that we're, I'm trying to get to is that um, there are strengths and weaknesses of both. Because I will tell you that um, you know speed to market in some cases is the difference of timing and hitting it right and getting max dollars if you're trying to buy, build and sell something. If you miss it by two years, somebody else comes up with the same idea at the same time. They get it to market first. Usually, whoever's ever first to market with a with great a, idea. So this is just something that's brand new. Yeah, brand this new thing. This is not a better version of something that exists. Right. There's, you know, again, there's lots of businesses. You've got service businesses. You've got product businesses. You've got uh, intellectual property businesses. There's lots of different businesses, right? Uh, but again, I'm just trying to point out, point out there are strengths to being quick out of the gate, getting the idea there and selling or developing or whatever. Right. Um, on the flip side, there is definitely a strength to sitting down, pencil to paper, working out all the details of how being, to best bring to market or how being to very best strategic. Bring, being very strategic. And so if you are listening to this and you are one, then focus the attention on the other, like put a little bit of time, energy and effort. And I think that's what we're going to talk about today is what is a quick form that we've used in the past for our business that we've know a lot of people that use as well. Mm-hmm. That is a two page business plan, which does not require, you know, 15 years of, of, right. uh, of upper level degrees. Uh, it does not require, you know, a week of time to put together. It requires thought. It requires quiet time yeah. and, a, and a review with a couple of people that are invested in it or have your vested interest in heart. Yeah. And that's what I really want to work through. And so, no, and I think it's a, I think it's a great, Oh gosh, it's, it's a great tool. It's been, um, I mean, it's been fabulous for us. I think the difference of if I'm hearing this correctly and I'm sure there's, you know, and I'm sure there's different ways to look at all of this, but if you're the second group, that's going to like outline something and really spend a lot of time being strategic and mapping, maybe that's better suited for you to go pitch investors because I think that's probably important for an investor to to hear. Um, So, you know, maybe that's kind of the difference too. Well, or it depends on what you're doing. Like if I'm going to build a new heart valve, 
Like, let's make sure the shit works. Let's do some R and D on animals, not on people, (laughs) right? So um, there's purposes for both, and and so there's two books I want to reference right now, uh, and you can do some deep diving yourself in those books. Uh, One of them is called uh, Traction. Yep. Uh, And we'll go ahead and put that in the link so you can see, um, you know, where you might be able to find that. And it's a meaty book. I'll warn you if you're if you're going to read this book. It's definitely tasty. It is definitely thick. It de- takes a moment, but it yeah. gives you a really deep dive into what culture really is, what vision really is, what a 10-year, three-year, one-year book, uh, uh, a, 10, a 10, three, and one-year business plan and goals look like, what big rocks are and things like that. But the other in this spectrum, which will appeal to the other group in this call that's listening, is called the uh, 12-week year. And the 12-week oh, year yeah. is a great book that, uh, suggest that you can have the best laid business plan in the world, but our world is changing so quickly that if you don't have a shorter horizon to, uh, as far as business goals go, the world will change faster than your business plan does. And that's why you got to condense it down to a 12 week year. So you move the needle faster and it's still relevant in the time. So for example, basically anyone that wrote a business plan in December of 2019, Mm-hmm. By March of 2020, the business plan went out the window, for better or worse, right? When COVID struck uh, and the world shut down, there were businesses that prospered and there's, there were businesses that literally went out of business. Oh. And so the, and in both cases, the businesses before might have been around for 15, 20, 50 years, but the landscape changed in a 90-day period of time from January 1st to yeah. end of March. Actually, the second week of March was it wasn't even 12 weeks. That that's what the book suggests is that you got to create these short, uh, short yeah. runways because it's still relevant. The times usually within 12 weeks. What right? I found most fascinating when COVID hit, which uh, just for reference, that was March of 2020, yep. was how quickly large companies changed their marketing and advertising on TV, like yep. their their ads immediately their commercials immediately started having people wearing masks they immediately started talking about the different better companies did yeah the big ones the big ones i mean and it was impressive because they one saw it and executed very quickly um restaurants with the things that they did as far as curbside family packs the you know all the deals that came out i mean there were some businesses that really really did a very well, how about good the job. menus? There's like, even today, there's 90% of, of restaurants don't have paper menus anymore. Anymore. Right. Which I don't, I don't, re- like I don't really like it. And I'm more pissed off that I actually paid $2. I have, a, okay, um, I have a strict, I do not pay for apps rule, apps on your phone. Okay. Like I don't pay for them. I paid $2 for a QR code scanner. <laughs> That's funny. You know that your camera does it? You don't need to pay for that? Trust me, my husband had a heyday. That's <laughs> hilarious. Telling me about how ridiculous I am. What a smart businessman that guy was. What? <laughs> because suckers like you bought but, it. But like, you know, here's <laughs> the other thing too. Like what was so great, like the QR code had disappeared. Like he, they, that QR code came in with a vengeance into the marketplace gone. and gone, disappeared. Best COVID freaking for, pumped it full of life. And now true. it is like here 
to freaking so stay, right? Yep. Same thing with Zoom. I mean, I feel like in a space and in, in the Zoom space, right? The video conferencing space, it was Skype. Yep. It was Skype. Like before COVID, if you were going to video conference, the most popular one was Skype, in my personal opinion. And then all of a sudden, it's like, it's Zoom. Like that's where, I mean, Zoom, and it's and it's seems to be universal, which well, is funny super as, interesting. And it's not, there's so many different platforms like BlueJeans as an example. But, a ton, but where yet? But, but it's like, hey, do you want to uh, do a Zoom meeting? Yes, what do you want to use? BlueJeans. People literally use the name Zoom for all video conferencing. Oh, but, oh see. But it's not. That's like Coke. It's like, do you want a Coke? Yes. yes. What kind? Yeah. Dr. Pepper or Sprite. <laughs> you know, right. Like, that's how I, you know, it's like. Oh, I thought you were going back to your drug stories again. I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> Don't say my drug stories again. That's terrible. So, that's terrible. So uh, you, you like, anyway. we digress. Let's get, so the, the whole point here is, is read those two books. If you're really thinking about starting a business, read Traction. And the 12 week and year. And the 12 week year. And. What I'm going to reference is something out of that book. It's called the VTO, which is a Vision Traction Organizer. Mm -hmm. And it's a really good, simple, short way to organize your thoughts. And I really think it's, a, and by the way, it's a two-pager. It's a, literally yeah. a two-pager. It's so easy. Um, the first page is basically a 30,000-foot view of your business. So like where are we going to be in 10 years? Where are we going to be in three years? What's our culture? What's our vision? What's our mission? What's our marketing strategy and proposition? What's our uniques? What's our sandbox? Which we'll go into all these things in a second. And then the second page then is more granular. granular it's like, what, what's the one-year goal? Yeah. What's the quarterly objective? Which I believe you intersect the 12-week year with the long-term business plan by making your big rocks, which are your quarterly objectives, the 12-week plan. That's how they intersect. Yeah. And then down to the issues list, like what are the biggest issues and the measurables that we're dealing with? Right. All that's on the second page. So so what I find the most difficult about that process and, and filling out the VTO is the 30 foot view, right? Like 30,000. 30, yep. <laughs> 30 foot, very the three easy. Foot, the three feet is really hard to see. <laughs> um, the, the 30,000 foot view, like where do we want to be in 10 years? It's for a lot of people. I think that's very, very difficult. Yep. To even imagine. Well, like, see, it's one, it's one or the other. What's really funny is, as a 30,000-foot view person, the the next day thoughts are hard for me. Are, oh. Right? So you're... So this is... So this, we have, is this is good. This is super we've, interesting because yeah. we've talked about this before. Yes. So I believe in all businesses long-term. So let's say you're a party of one starting your own company, but just you by yourself. This is what we're talking about. It's, it's like you might be... It might be very easy for you to see the next step. But you can't see where you're going a year or three years from now. On the flip side, some of you are like, fuck yeah, I'm going to sell this thing for five million bucks one day mm -hmm. uh, or 50 million bucks one day or 500 million bucks one day or whatever. But you can't figure out what the next step is. I have right? no clue how to get there. Yeah. So when you think about this, the way I've always tried to explain it to my team and my company is from an organizational chart perspective, there's got to be a 30,000 foot view person a 10,000 foot view person, a five or 1,000 foot person, and then the boots on the ground. So uh, it, what I mean by this is think altitude like flying a plane. From 30,000 feet up, you, can, you can't make out any details, but you can kind of see the curvature of the earth, right? Like you can see the, mm -hmm. the where we're going perspective. Um, 
from the one foot in the ground, you might not be able to see it over the hedgerow behind your house, right? So as you are in management, you want a couple of bullet points I want to point out here is that number one, if you're in a management role and people below you in the organizational chart think bigger than you, they're not going to stay there very long. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a issue over time that I've, I've, I've seen where I put somebody in a management role that is so much in the weeds and in the details that people around them get frustrated and they leave or that person leaves because it's not the right role for them. Right. Right. Um, so you've got to have people that are looking out in their different roles and responsibilities. And as you build out your company, you got to think about who's going to be boots on the ground doing the grind. And Which is the day-to-day. The day-to-day. That's the day-to-day. And, and that's so that? necessary. It's get it done. And think triangle. The bottom part of the triangle yes. is the biggest. Yes. So you need, you've heard probably too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Yes. Well, if there's no one to freaking move the needle the, on the boots on the ground, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you've got the best and brightest on top. On the flip side, if you've got tons of great Indians but no chief, you're going to run a war party in circles, right? And, and you're still going to get yourself in trouble and you're not going to yeah. get anywhere. So what I like about traction is it kind of is where it gives you this really clean 10,000 foot down to 5,000 to 1,000. And you can really see it in a two-page business plan, not a 30-page business plan. That you can, like I, mine is literally on my desk at yeah. all times. Yeah, I, I look at it daily probably, at least glance at it daily I review it probably weekly. I dive into it monthly. Monthly. Um, so it, but it's always present. So it's like that guiding force. Um, um, one thing I want, I want to put a different analogy on the table yep. rather than like feet off the ground. It's the day to day. What happened? What has to happen today? What has to happen to, or what has to be week. accomplished today? What has to happen this week? Who's my 30 day outlook person? Who's my four, my 30 to 45 day outlook? Who's my one year person? Yep. Who's my five year person? And then who's my tenure? Yep. That's kind of what it looks like from a business, like daily business yep. operation standpoint. Um, because, and, and to go further, that's, you know, who's going to manage the pipeline, right? Like who's going to yep. get what we have in front of us closed. closed. Yep. And what does that look like for the next 30 days, the next 60 days. So you've got to have that person. It's huge. Um, but you also then have to have someone that is going to then be looking at, okay, so if we have that happening, what is coming behind it and what's coming next? Right. So that's kind of the next tier, but they, it's interesting because they all, they all come together and they all funnel. Yep. And, And here's the, the key for everyone to listen to is Understand that if you're by yourself or just two or three people, you must do all of them. Like mm-hmm. it, you must be involved in all levels. So it means creating space in your calendar to, if you're great at the day to day, creating space in your calendar to look out a week, a month, a year. If you're really great at the week, the month, the year, it's creating space in your calendar to make sure that what needs to be d- done next is done in a timely fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as you bring in people, a lot of people hire uh, or um, retain similar thought process people, like friends. Yeah, because it's <laughs> uh, easy. And birds of a feather tend to fly together. Yeah, and so quite often the friend is, is the same thought process. So I've seen 30,000 foot view people hire other 30,000 foot view people, and it still doesn't move mm-hmm. uh, and vice versa. But 
let's dive in a little bit on this because uh, I just wanted to make sure we set that up, explaining that there's the, there's no right or wrong. It's just understanding that all of it needs to be taken care of and how do you do that's really the question. So I have found the VTO to be the most organized, shortest frame, bullet point oriented, which I like. 100%. Um, two pager that's out there. You can find something else. I'm not getting paid by traction. Uh, or Gino, the author, but uh, that's okay. That's what we've used for, what, eight years now, nine years now? So many years. So uh, many and years. it works. It works. And, you know, the years that we find ourselves in a moment where we're really struggling, like, what the fuck is going on? Why, why, are, why are we not going where we're supposed to go? Oh, yeah. It's we because haven't we it. haven't brought the VTO out. Recently. Which yep. is really weird. Um, it's so obvious. It's so <laughs> obvious. But it also gets you back on track really It easy. does get you back on track. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a, I love it. I love cool. it. And so the last asterisk here is if you're going to take the time to fill it out, leave it on your desk, post it on your wall and set a recurring calendar event to review it weekly or monthly, uh, depending the frequency would depend on how mature your business is. Yeah. And so I would say too, like, be, um, it's okay in the beginning to change it. Yep. As you of course. really, you're the perfect, boss, you yeah, can change however perfect, you want. Like, don't feel like, Oh, I set it up once. So now I can't change yep. it. Um, just don't put it away. Like keep looking at it. Use it as your guiding force. And, and the reason why I say guiding force is uh, one of the things about starting businesses is it's super exciting, yeah. right? And so we sometimes get carried out away in different areas that don't uh, get us where we want to go quickly or aren't really aligned with what we want long term because there are no filters. And the VTO becomes a filter. If you look at your VTO and it's like this this new idea, this new concept, this new partner, this new whatever is in alignment with the VTO, then it makes it a non-emotional decision. Just go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. But if it's not in alignment, it's a really easy, clean no. You don't have to think about it. It's not, it's not about being exciting. It's what's in the best interest of the business. That's such a good point too, because I think if you're going to start a business, there is a specific piece of the business that excites you the most, yep. which is where all of your focus is going to yep. go. All of it. Because that's the fun part. Because that's the fun part and that's what you enjoy. Yep. And that is going to give you the feeling that you're making progress mm -hmm. and that, okay, this is really happening when really there's a lot of other stuff that like needs to be built up. So, yep. so, uh, we'll start with the first page and, um, this going to kind of go through and highlight some, some simple pieces of this. And by the way, I'm sure there's a way we can make this available. Actually, I don't know from copyright reasons. I don't know if I can just make it available for free. Um, but if you buy the book Traction, for sure, in the book Traction, there is a two-page vision traction organizer, which you can copy and use. Uh, and then there's also extra accountability that there's the actual coaches that coach on VTO that can help a business get off the ground. So uh, highly recommend that group. I think it's awesome. But anyways, the first page is all about 30,000 feet. So let's talk about culture first, because I think culture, uh, which is an interesting thought process, is underutilized and it's or uh, uh, misunderstood, right? And it's weird to start there, but um, like for our company, for our team, we hire and fire based on culture. Like end of story, it just is what it is. Um, most companies I've seen in the past or been around have have culture words that maybe a business coach will do one time and if they ever did it and they put it on a wall and they never look at it again or yeah. they put it in a handbook and they never look at it again it's not a really breathing entity or another failure of culture is people put down things that they hope to be someday versus who they are currently. Yeah. Um, um, I also want to point out that I think there is a difference 
although slight, between culture and values. Yep. And that is something I think that we've really kind of started unfolding in our own team yep. is we have our culture, yep. which is the way that we behave and the way that we treat each other yep. and the way that it feels to be a part of the team. Yep. Um, and then we have our values and yep. our values are who we are to the outside. It's how we treat our clients. Yep. It's what we want to be held to, right? It's a standard we want to be held yep. to. Um, and it's who we want to hire. They do go hand in hand, yep. but there is a slight, very sure. slight variance. For sure. And so uh, under, so if it's you by yourself, no problem. You can kind of skip the step. <laughs> but what I would tell you is that if you understand what, 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 Bro, what Bro was talking about, which is uh, like, here's the question you would ask yourself. Why are we a good fit? Like, why do we work well together? Uh, another thing that I would ask myself is if you were a fly on the wall, how would you describe my behaviors and my teammates' behaviors. If uh, if you were to uh, d take a deeper dive, the question you would say is, what are our non-negotiables? Mm. Um, like for us, it's, uh, you know, we use the acronym a lot, SOLID, S-O-L-I-D, serve others, outstanding attitude, learn and grow, incredible initiative, and dream big. Um, it's not what we say we are. Like uh, uh, you're fired if you don't uh, do these things or there's disciplinary yep. action taken yep. or it's very obvious when any one of those five or are violated. out of line. Yep. Right. And so maybe it's not a, Hey, you're fired because your L is missing, right? but it's, Hey, like you're, everything is great, but you're learning. The learning grow piece is not yep. something that you're, it's just not there. We're outgrowing right you, right? <laughs> right. Like, so it's a great unemotional way, which for me being an emotional being, um, I love having that to like grab onto yep. because I don't have to say, Hey, you're just sucking. It's yep. you're great, but you're specifically like, you're really struggling and learning and growing. You haven't done any training. Um, I don't really know that you want to grow in this position anymore. Yep. Uh, you know, all of that. So it's just a beautiful, beautiful guideline. Yep. So just again, these are our core values for our team, which is serve others. Uh, and I, I, I really believe in the Southwest Airlines model, which is if you take great care of your team, your team will take great care of your clients. Um, so in the service industry, you've got to decide like what's really valuable there. Um, so I literally would pick my team over any referring partner. I'd pick my referring partner over any client. And he Long, does. Uh, and he does. Uh, and, and it's just the honest truth because I have to work with my team every single day of my life. Right. And I work with my referring partners once a month and I'll work with a client once every five years. But what I've learned is that by taking better care of my clients, they, or my team, they take better care of everyone else. Absolutely. Um, outstanding attitude is something that's non-negotiable for me. Uh, I have bad days like everybody else, but my team does not ever see me have bad days. Like, I just don't. I just yeah. choose it. I think it's a choice. It's an attitude. I don't want people to poison the well. Um, I, I understand people have bad days, and that's life. It is true, and it's life, and I sympathize, and sometimes I empathize. I'm working on my empathy. Um, <laughs> but when it comes down to business, like, we choose so we don't ruin that person's day, who does yeah. have a lot of empathy, and now all they're thinking about is your problems today, right? Yeah. Like, take the day off. Uh, learn and grow is what Bryn was referencing. Um, I am a student of students and I'm a student of everybody else. Like I love to read and I love to watch YouTube how-to videos and I just want to be better tomorrow. And, and because of that, uh, if I'm constantly growing and learning and, and, and five years, 10 years later, somebody I hired has 
change not. zero <laughs> yeah. is the same human being. It doesn't make them a bad human. It just makes us not aligned. Yeah. And uh, it's very asterisk. This is really important in relationships and marriage as well. Yep. So be if you're married and there's one partner in the relationship that is really learning and growing and doing a ton of self-improvement, be very wary because they that's where outgrowing each other happens. Yeah, I'm so, sure no one listening has ever heard, uh, this person's not the same person I married. No shit, this, they, grow, they grew. They grew. <laughs> they grew. So they do. That's the yeah. question. Yeah. And, and that's not a, a slight on anyone that was divorced. It's just, that's, no, a, it, big, it, that's a big issue, it's right? It's a big issue. Uh, and then Incredible Initiative is our eye for solid. Incredible Initiative, like, uh, it's, it's amazing to me that people say in any business that they're slow. Like, if you're slow then get out there and beat the pavement make more phone calls, see more people, organize your organizational chart, uh, create new systems, checklists. There's shit to do. So like, and if you need like, Oh my, I mean, and here's the thing too. And this is something that, you know, I, we've been talking about in our, on our team is, Hey, if you are newer on the team and you want training on something, please don't sit around and wait for the manager. Yep to find out that that's what they should be training on. Yep. Right. Like our yep. managers are active working people too. Right. Like they have their own pipelines and stuff like that. So tell them you want the training, yep. go get the training, find out where you can get it. YouTube. You can YouTube anything just like Josh, you know, you yep. learned how to grow your beard on YouTube. <laughs> you can do anything on YouTube. It's a baby beard. Sunny pointed out it's a baby beard. Starter pack. We'll see if it's around <laughs> next time you see me on YouTube. Uh, starter pack. Um, so an incredible initiative. And the last one is dream big. Uh, I just am attracted more to people that like think there's more out there and not that they're dissatisfied with where they are, but they're excited about what could become. Right. Yeah. So I'm a big believer in like, I'm happy, not satisfied. Like I am really happy where I am. I'm really happy where my family yeah. is. I'm really happy where my health is. And I assume I could do better. I assume that there's more. Yeah. And so, uh, so it doesn't take away from the moment, but I do think dreaming big is important. So when you think of in terms of those being core values that you would hire or fire on, then you got to look back at the culture, which Bryn eloquently pointed out does not have to be the same thing. Like one issue I had on my team over the last 15 years coming and going is this, uh, there were people that have the core values that didn't feel like they fit in mm -hmm. or that weren't personal friends outside of business. Mm -hmm. And so the realization that, uh, that I would love to be friends with everyone. I hope everyone at my company of 300 people loves each other. The reality is, is that's just not a real thing. Um, it's but not necessary to be successful. It's not. Uh, and so, what matters to you for your company uh, could be as simple as like three things for me for culture are grittiness. Like I want people that have the get shit done attitude no matter what, like nothing gets in the way. Um, I believe in uh, people that are supportive because we're all going to need the hand up, right? Uh, we, there are people who do have bad days. People do have losses in their family. There's all sorts of stuff. Um, but so being supportive is super, super important. And then I've come to find that uh, for me in culture, transparency matters a ton. Like I can handle bad news. I can't ha handle finding out five months later that there was bad news or that you don't like me or that we have drama that I don't know about because you don't have the balls to tell me, yeah. right? Uh, and we've experienced this uh, within our team over 
a decade working together, 11 years now, actually, coming up this month. Coming up this month, I know. Yep. Cray cray. So, uh, We're going to have to change the, what's it called? The footer, bumper, the bumper, the intro, the trailer. English, please. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't the know what you're trying to say either. The beginning of the podcast. I don't read uh, or understand <laughs> like ad lib or jibber jabber. <laughs> the intro of the podcast. Kaden, what is it called? The bumper. Okay, see, this is, this is <laughs> why... I have, um, that's a, that's a 1000th of you. I really appreciate you handling that detail because I have no idea what you just said. The bumper. bumper. So, so just understand that while it sounds weird to start that way, like, um, I think that companies that imagine and think about values and culture early, um, it's a simple thought process. It doesn't take a lot of time. Uh, especially if you have a team of two or three together already they're like what are our commonalities who are we about what are we about to make sure that we hire correctly it'll remove a lot of stress down the road that could be the difference of a successful business or not totally um, and I do want to point out too um, some things you did not mention about culture that um, mm-hmm. I think are I'm just really proud of um, for our team you know we we created a culture committee, right? Yep. So that's the, true. So the that cult- was your idea to give you credit. Thank you. Yes, I mean that's it was, a great idea because I you sucked know, at it. It was it was stolen. I borrowed it, but it you know I I heard about it from the Spurs organization, and I'm like a culture committee. Well, like I'm all in. So what does that look like? And you know the culture committee is really kind of three three part. It's about philanthropy because. As it turns out, our leader is very philanthropic and he's very charitable. This guy right here. Um, We honor each other. And so whether that means it's someone's birthday or someone had a baby or... First day at work. First day of work. Oh my gosh, that's one of the most favorite things that we changed um, or implemented. Um, You know, when we celebrate people's first days. A lot of times companies celebrate people's last days i celebrate retirements not last days retirement like yay you but like you're quitting to go to a competitor let's not have a party for you like we love you we wish you well but we want to we really want to celebrate that first day if someone's going on a vacation if there's a milestone um we we honor all those things and i think that building that piece Mm -hmm really translates into solid Yep. like it it's like a figure eight almost yeah and so if you already have a budding business or a group of you know five or ten people at this point and you might need you now you're thinking oh shit i have no idea about culture and values like i've always cared about employees but uh as a young man having zero other like i've had zero corporate experience like i've never been part of a corporation um, I've never learned, I had not learned how to show people I cared. It turns out that there's a lot of people at the, at my company and at my branch that naturally love, love. gifting, love yeah. parties, love, uh, you know, earth day. I mean, like, I mean, we planted a tree uh, people. Right, we planted right, a tree in right. the front of our building. So all it came down to was setting aside a small budget, setting aside uh, small, like I'm talking small Asking people who wants to be a part of the committee. Volunteer only. Volunteer only. You yep. know, hey, what what do we want to do? If the holidays are coming up. What do we want to do? Yep. I mean, people we, that it, play together, stay together. Yeah. It's a true statement at home. It's a true statement at work. So it's it's crazy. I love so. that you brought that up because it's really again, I, I it's if you're thirty thousand foot view, you're not thinking about not thinking who about Earth Day. 
you should be hiring <laughs> right. in three months or six months and what behaviors they should exhibit and what might be a deal killer for your relationship because you haven't thought it through of like how you're you're wired and what the hard stops are for you. So it, what ends up happening is you have a great idea, you get things rocking and rolling, you might have some sales or whatever under your belt, and then you have a mishire, and a lot of the mishires start with just hiring somebody that behaviorally and character-wise are not aligned with who you are, what you and the company are about. Yeah, and, so, and a lot of times when interviewing, you will hear people say, it's not a good culture fit. Yep. So if you don't have a definition of what your culture is, well, then what the hell are you actually talking about? Right. What you're talking about is, I Resume. don't I don't feel like I would hang out with that person on yep. the weekend. And that leads in a very weird path. Because you then you hire, of, again, going back to the beginning, you end up hiring people like you right. and you need a compliment, C- which is the opposite correct. of you. Correct, yeah. So I love that. And uh, last step here is once you finally identify what your core values are and what your culture is, being really direct in the interviews mm-hmm. about those things, but also asking uh, behavioral questions yeah. that lead you to understand is this person aligned with these core values or not? is gives you a better chance of hiring the right person or people the first time. Yeah. And so that's the whole uh, reason, the why behind it's worth the couple hours to really think through that. If you're, if you're asking me, um, I've got a lot of things I think I would describe myself as or the team as, but I can't really narrow it down. I always just remind people that the litmus test is, uh, is it a non-negotiable for you? Meaning there's things that annoy me about lots of people, but uh, I love them killer. enough or yeah. they do a great enough job or their behaviors are alignment with mine. But if it's, it's a like true non-negotiable, just like a spouse, if there's a true non-negotiable, the, the antonym of that non-negotiable, whatever that word is, is most likely a core value for you, most likely. So, um, and, the, and the only other tidbit I'd give you that I was told when I was doing it is a lot of people will put things like integrity as a core value. Oh, I'm so glad you're bringing that and, up. And uh, the assumption is that is that yeah. everyone's got high integrity. You would fire them instantaneously if they didn't. So let's not put like uh, words like that as a yeah. core value. That's yes, an assumed point. core value. Because let's let's be honest. Uh, in an interview, what would be an, uh, a behavioral question you'd ask to see if this person has low integrity, right? Like, have you ever relied on the SATs? Or, I mean, no. Okay, cool. If you Maybe knew you were going to fail the SATs, would you cheat? Would you hire somebody to take, take them you. for you? Would you pay $100,000 to get your kid into college? Yes or no? No, because uh, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> but if I did. But if uh, I did. So um, <laughs> those are the ideas behind that. So the second piece of the puzzle then is understanding vision and mission, right? And uh, it's, uh, again, seemingly very empty when a person starting off is like, what's the point? I don't need this. Uh, and you might not have, again, as a team of one person of, you know, business off the ground of one, it's not required to have this to get things started. What is interesting, though, is when you have a great mission statement or a great vision, um, how much easier it is to get traction of people following you to the promised land, right? And let me be very clear that great does not mean complex. And what I mean by that is 
if there's anything that Josh is great at, it is be it's like drilling down to the most simplest form. Keep it simple, stupid. And that is one of the things you taught me right out of the gate. Everything that you do is just so simple. It's like, oh, <laughs> why didn't I think of that? So there's a lot of people that would hear you say you need a great mission statement. And they would spend hours yeah. creating a dramatic novel-ish type mission. Yep that no one can grasp onto. And yep. so I think that it's important that your mission is just simple and straight to the point so that when you repeat it to people, they can either jump on board or know it's not for them yep. immediately. Yeah, so let me give you an example of why I mean that, or what I mean that it can be a simple statement that has dramatic changes yeah. to a company. So again, team of one, doesn't matter. Team of two or three, probably friends, go to five, 10 or 15 more people to follow, the more you have to have binding statements that everyone believes in, right? So uh, there's a book called Small Giants. I love the idea behind the book. The idea is bigger is not better, better is better, and better brings bigger, okay? So let me say that again. Uh, bigger is not better. So a lot of companies think more, 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 more at the expense of quality or service right. or whatever because they're outgrowing their britches. There's a few companies that are like, nope, enough's enough. I'd rather have fewer clients or fewer sales, but do them fucking perfect. Uh, and that's better. And the idea is better is better. So in the book, Small Giants, I forget the name of the company or I'd give them kudos, but there was a manufacturing company that uh, created wire. That's all they did. It's like a, a it, they, they, they create real thin wire, okay? And, you know, you think about what the common uh salary hourly rate might be for a line worker in a, in a factory you know you're talking minimum wage or slightly over to go into a factory fry melt you know there's there's melt you know uh these machines that have fire underneath them to melt the metal to turn it into yeah. a wire and and i'm sure that there's lots of fingers and limbs and so in the book small giants they reference this company and the company um, you know, it had a tremendous amount of turnover because who wants to be in a factory all day, every day? Right. It had tons of accidents because it's dangerous, uh, it's a dangerous environment. And so they did, went through this process of, you know, who are we, what we're we about and what's that mission and vision. And what's really interesting is that they found out who their number one buyer was of their wire. Cause they make this really, really, really thin wire. Do you know what the number one buyer was? I can't remember. And I'm dying to hear the answer. They made the wires that are for pacemakers. Yes, I knew it was yes. something crazy like that. So, yes. so Gosh, we haven't talked about this in a right, long time. Right, so the mission literally became, we save lives. We save lives. Three words, we save lives. Amen. The turnover rate, rate went down by uh, by half or more. The, uh, the uh, employment satisfaction uh, was up. The, uh, the I mean, talk about the change the ch of the atmosphere. So right. it went from a sweat factory to, to dude. We like, my, my granddad, blank. right? My like, granddad, uh, blah blah blah. Like I'm giving my sweat and blood and tears because we save lives. Because we save lives. Right. Like, come on. And what's really interesting is when you go down, like all the great brands, they all understand this. So whether it's a Nike or an Apple or a Coca Cola or whatever else. Um, you know, when you really dive into what they're doing, what their mission statements are, it's in alignment with, with, uh, what they attract. Right. And it's something that, that the employees can get behind mm -hmm. and be excited for, 
Um, you know, some of the, I'm a I'm an outdoorsman by heart. I live in the city in San Antonio, but I love getting away and going outdoors to my ranch or to Colorado or wherever I can get outside. And uh, one of the brands I'm super attracted to is like Patagonia. Um, and when you really get to what employees does Patagonia attract, they're all the same. All like the same. They, they love the outdoors. They yeah. care about uh, the materials that they get. That they understand right. why you're going to pay that much money. Right. It's for because it's going to, I mean, it's, it's gonna a keep quality thing. Warm. Keep you warm, <laughs> uh, dry, and alive. But <laughs> on, right. on top of that, you're going to use materials that are from recycled goods or like protect the planet because you're an outdoors person. You don't leave fucking plastic on the side of the road. Absolutely. Um, it's got a good looking logo. Right. And like, you know, it's it, good it's, shit. It's super interesting when you really dive into it. But uh, vision is wh- where we're going. Mission is who we are. Like mission's what we're about. This is, th- this is, uh, mission statement is what we do. Vision is where we're going. What we do, where we're going. What we do, where we're going. So, when you get into it, it's uh, um, people are attracted to one or the other, and that's why you got to work on both. Like what we do. So, for example, I'll just be not specifically use ours, but when you get down to I'm a home lender, uh, home loan lender, and uh, or lots of realtors might do a similar tagline, but uh, I would say one of the most important American dreams is what the dream of home, home ownership. So, a mission statement for a lender or a realtor could literally be: We help people get homes like something super simple um when people really get into uh, like i've got one employee of mine mary i love mary and uh mary shared like i asked the question my team not so many weeks ago not too many weeks ago i said hey why do you do what you do because there's lots of jobs that you can get a paycheck and you don't have the stress of and the emotion of doing home loans right there's lots of moving parts and what mary's answer literally was is i grew up in a situation where we didn't own the home so the fact that i help people get into homes is why i do this i'm like holy shit that's so awesome yeah but that's a example of if the mission was aligned with that you're going to attract people like mary to work for you yeah on the flip side the vision is where we're going so a great example would be like elon musk right uh it'd be uh you know he's got lots of companies but whether it's the we're going to stop using fossil fuels and make, you know, make everything electric versus we're going to put men on Mars, men and women on Mars. Uh, uh, we're going to make space travel affordable. Um, things like that. Like yeah. those are things that people get behind the vision of this person is somebody yeah. I can follow because it's exciting and they're going to attract at literally a lesser salary, a engineer or a mathematician from the best schools in the world to follow them them, because they're so excited about this dude is going to help us colonize Mars. Yeah. And they believe it. I mean, it gives you chills if you think about it. Yeah. Not everyone's attracted to vision. Not everyone's attracted to the mission, but everyone's attracted to one or the other. One or the other. So this just struck a chord with me. I think that charitable organizations do a great job with this. Yes. Yes. Like, okay, so my son's a type one diabetic. Mm -hmm. Like, Mission turning type one into type none. Like, is that literally what it is? Yes. Like, perfect. Can you, by the way, listen how simple the statement was. Say it again. Turning type one into type none. Okay. So, what she's talking about here, and I want everyone to listen to this is so type one diabetics, if you're not familiar, requires insulin. It requires either a needle every day or a pump every day. Right. Like you have a a failed organ. Your uh, pancreas has failed. 
it is non-working. It does not produce insulin for you anymore. And Never th- to start again. Right. right. So it's manage or you die. Right. But what's cool is uh, I remember you telling me years ago um, when Weston first got uh, type one that the doctor told you that in your lifetime. Yep. That as in Bryn's, yes. not not the not the child, but the mother's lifetime. I, that type one diabetics would like it would be cured. There's a, we, there will be a there'll cure. Be a cure. There'll be a cure. So going from type one to like, type none literally means that this issue of failed organs will be resolved, will be resolved. with your dollars. Yes. So give money to this charity because yes, we're gonna get rid like of this. We're gonna issue. get we're gonna rid save of it. lives, right? Yeah. And so when you hear that, and like when you, I mean, it's just. It's it's super powerful. People can get behind it. Like yep. that is so charities and and organizations and foundations like that do a good job yep. of of attracting people for those reasons. The as well. ones that attract the most money understand the power of those statements. Mm. The power of it. And so again, not required when you start a business, but if you can take some time to identify this, especially before you start attracting and growing or mm-hmm. pitching to think about that. Like if you're going to, if you've got a little product or a little idea that you're trying to pitch to a big organization, if you, uh, what, what's interesting about vision and mission is it attaches emotion mm-hmm. to a, a logical or a logical investment, right? Yeah. So as an investor, I don't, care much about how you feel this product is going to do i care about what the data says right Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna put money into this based on the profits the past performance the trajectory but you get me to buy into the emotion emotion sells emotion sells emotion sells so just remember vision and mission need to be something that time is spent on it's a multiplier. Yeah, it's it a multiplier in a sales price. It's a multiplier in a attraction of talent. It's a multiplier yeah. in retention of employees. Well, let's talk about it is a um, gosh, when you're when you're burnt out, <laughs> oh, when you're tired. What's it all about? What's it? Why are we doing this? Because shit gets hard and it. You know, you get there's a there's burnout, there's fatigue, there's all the things, right? All the things. What is it that's going to be the tie back that's going to pull you out of that funk every single time? It's got to be simple and sweet and important and easy to get your hands on and something that really connects. I love that. love that. I, I, I'm always afraid to ask, but I'm going to ask anyways. <laughs> so we've been working together for almost 11 years. Don't ask me why I work with you because I have no freaking clue. <laughs> it's because I'm trying to become a famous podcaster. Oh, shit, that's a good reason. I, I, I literally feel like I should ask it. That might be a different entire episode. Like, you remind me to, that could be a great episode. There are so many reasons, if that's what you were going to ask. Um, so well, I'm just trying to think because we've been through hard times uh, occasionally. And so yeah. if that's the, an example you're giving us, this what brings me back. Then there's gotta be there's gotta be something there, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but if there is something that you've re- gone back to before, I'd be curious. You know, I just feel like okay, one the work we, for okay, I hate to say this, but like for me, you know that I feel like the answer of we put people in homes, like we help people um, um, realize the American dream is cliche. Like, um, for me, it's like you 
give you have offered so many platforms for me to utilize or develop talents and skills that I really enjoy, you know, like so I, yours goes back to the culture and core values yeah, of learn and grow. Learn and grow. Like Interesting. I want to try this and you're like you're crazy but go ahead. Like that that's cool. You don't get that places. Um you know, I get to manage people and fail and then do better and you know, I there's but there's so many things. And that's there's that's so enough. I don't want to over put you on the spot. Yeah, but I was curious. So many I think this it's an interesting question because all relationships at some point will hit a, a crux. Always. Like it's going to hit a crux. The crux is in a rock climb, the most challenging moment, right? So the crux is in a business going to be, you're going to persist or you're going to fail and fall apart. And, um, and I am not perfect and I make a lot of mistakes. I've made more mistakes in business than probably most. So it's always interesting to me when I am on a platform to say, hey, do this. Like understand it's based on I've stepped on a lot of landmines and I'm hoping that people will learn from them and, and move forward. So the the interesting thing is, is that I've taken a lot of concepts I've learned or read from or, or observed from other mentors and coaches and put them together. And if I asked that same question of the other half dozen people that have been with me for a long, long period of time as a young leader, uh, I bet you they all give different answers. But one might say, it's our core values, learn and grow like you. Mm -hmm. One might say it's our vision. One might say it's our mission. One might say it's the accountability. One might say it's because I've got a culture club and I'm charitable or whatever. Yeah, I get to, uh, yeah. Everyone's gonna have their own thing. So again, the reason why this VTO and this first 30,000 foot view is valuable uh, is not just for the owner, it's for the employee, but long-term it becomes why uh, people stay the course yeah. and it's the glue. It's the glue. It's the glue. But honestly, it's because I love the shit out of you. And like, <laughs> I can't imagine my life without you. <laughs> like, that is like, for whatever reason, cause you piss me off as much as you make me happy. I do my best. But like, I love the shit out of you and I just don't know, like, like why would I not want to do life with you? Like, sure. well, like what? Well, that would be weird. Like <laughs> why, why would I, why would I not want to do this? You know, like. So with that being said, uh, I think that we have to take a short intermission until yes. next week. Yes. Um, I think it's a good logical place to stop. Next time we get back, we're going to dive into what your marketing strategies, what your core metrics might be. Yeah. Thinking about where you want to be in 10 years. Where are we going? Yeah. So we're going to deal with that next. But I really enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys did too. Uh, I hope that you like, subscribe, reach out, ask questions. Yes, please do. Please do. It was That was definitely a different um, angle of the episode that I thought it was going to be. So I enjoyed it. And oh, good. Because when I, we started, <laughs> before we started, I wanted to let you guys know, Bryn said, well, that's boring. I don't want to talk, <laughs> talk about that. It's boring. Um, but it was great. And we do want to hear from you guys. So like, follow, subscribe, send us emails, sigmundsense at gmail.com. Um, and tell us your missions or gosh, tell us like core values, what you need culture, help with. why yes. you work, where you work, right? Yes. Share all that. the things and tell your friends and family because that helps too. Cool. Until next time, we'll see Cheers. you on Sigmund Sense. Thanks Cheers. guys.